Hi, I'm Ian McAllister, and I'm putting on the Ritz. I'm Jimmy Adams, and I will fight for my right to party. And I'm Sam Mags, and I'm coming up, so we better get this party started. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get the door. Hi, I'm Robert Luffin, and I brought a four-pound bottle of wine tonight, but I'm going to drink the champagne. Hiya, I'm Sadie, and uh, I'm actually choosing not to drink tonight. Welcome to Brainwaves HQ, bringing you the best in board game and tabletop gaming news at a fantastic party. So guys, do you know um, everything you're telling people tonight? Like, we've got a few guests coming. Obviously, Robert and Sadie are already here, um, but there'll be other people popping up. So, um, Ian, do you know what you're do you know what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought I'd keep it straight tonight. You know, talk about uh, that would catch up on the Martin Wallace stuff because people listened to it last time. But yeah, it seems that Martin Wallace and Eagle Griffin have now sort of resolved all the problems with uh, their little legal issue that we talked about in the last cast. And uh, yeah, I've got a few bits of quotes to talk about the sort of Eagle Griffin like cool catch cool, up cool. with all that. Cool, but we'll that get we'll get to that. It'll we'll be fine. That. J- Jamie, Jamie. Yes. Do you know what you're you're talking about? You prepared something, anything? Uh, hold hold on, hold on, we hold, asked on, you hold, to. on. Yeah, hold on, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. His June. There's a June reprint. Talk about the June reprint. What June? Yes. Just talk about that. Um, and I think I'm talking about just an Asmodee thing. It's me. It's Asmodee. It's fine. I'll I'll do it. Your favorite. Something about, I think they're partnering with with Simon again in some exclusive agreement. But we'll get there. We'll get there. It's fine. Okay. Um, everyone, good. Yeah. Good. Let's open the doors. Welcome, uh, welcome to Brainwaves HQ. Thanks for inviting me to this party. Um, I have to say that I didn't really know what to expect, um, mainly because you uh, accosted me in the street, threw a bag over my head, put me in the back of a van. Uh, and drove me here but you know once uh, all that was over and i you know got to chat to jamie sam and you it's you know it's it's a nice place and you know you've put on an excellent spread maybe next time an invite might be a little bit more appropriate uh, so uh, yeah robert city welcome uh, welcome to brainwaves hq or of course we'll show you around uh, we'll head out there's a chill out zone in RPG Corner. We'll head over there later on. Mm. Um, obviously, there's a few of our guests here, some guys from the Smart Party. Um, a few of our, a few other patrons are here as well. Uh, patrons there. I mean, they're the really cool guys. They're the really cool guys. The patrons there. Yeah, of, of yeah. course. They've, they're behind the red circle. All really, uh, really good looking. Um, obviously, very good at decision making. Um, oh yeah, ab- absolutely. They, yeah, they're, yeah. they're in our premium club behind the, the red <laughs> ta- ta- taped off area over there. They, they, People won't disturb them over there. Although we have the premium um, club, you know, this is a this is a, a cast and a party for everyone, of course. And, and while you're here, why don't you introduce yourselves to, to people? Because, you know, some people might not know who you are. Yeah, that's a good point. We probably should. Uh, yeah, Sadie. that's a good idea. Well, Robert? What? No, Sadie. Uh, hi, I'm, I'm Sadie. How you doing? Uh, I run the Lucky Spiral Games Cafe with Robert here. That's me. I'm Robert here, and I run the Lucky Spiral Games Cafe with Sadie. Hi. Uh... We are a games cafe in the south of Glasgow. Um, in Shawlands? In Shawlands, yeah. In fact, at 1091 George Road, if you want to really uh, drill down into it. But um, that's about that's about it. Other than that, we're just we're just a couple of guys. That's great. Say that, <laughs> say, say that to people all night. They'll love it. 
Just, just a running advert continuously. Every, I'm sure no one will get annoyed by that yeah. at all in any way or form. And of, and oh of no, course, it's, you're yes. here as our special guests because you're, you know, you're exec producers of of the podcast. That's right. Yeah, um, we're executive producers uh, because, as I alluded to earlier, we're on Patreon. Um, but very, most importantly, I want it to be known that we're we're taking that really seriously. Like I know, like executive producers, like um, like when someone who doesn't have anything to do with the film gets a name attached. No, like. We want to be. We want to be listening to tapes. We want to be getting really angry, chasing you up and down the street with sticks. Oh, and we, we, we're going to show you later, like everywhere your money's going. We're going oh, excellent! To yeah, an executive <laughs> tour of the office. You, you, you will be absolutely furious. Absolutely <laughs> furious. <laughs> well, look, look uh, um, uh, Jamie's going to go and get you some drinks. But in the meantime, let me distract you with some. Uh, uh, let, let's let's start at the top with uh, a bit of the dry chat, really, because there's always legal issues with setting up a podcast like this, and it seems that legal issues have been resolved recently between Martin Walls and Eagle Griffin Games. We reported on this in the last cast, and it seems everything has now come to a conclusion. There's a we'll put a link to the show notes uh, to Martin Walls' statement, but the sort of highlights are that whatever the disputes about Age of Steam that may have existed in the past have now been resolved to both parties' satisfaction, which is great, um, and that Martin Walls has conveyed whatever rights he had in Age of Steam free and clear to um, Eagle Griffin Games or EGG, and that he will. Uh, one of the most important ones, I think, is that he will no longer speak or write ill of Eagle Griffin Games because he did get quite sort of grumpy and a bit aggressive, and we don't really want that kind of attitude in the game. In 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 the I also industry. noticed as well that um, it says he he won't speak or write ill of Eagle Griffin Games in professionally or personally, as well. So like even just sat at a table at his house playing some games, he's not allowed to badmouth. I like, yeah, I mean, I like the specific word in there, in public or in private, he says, which means if he's lying in bed, he can't get a pad of paper out and go, the, the swine. No, that's... <laughs> how, how will they know? Will they oh, like... they... oh, they'll, they'll know. know. They'll know. <laughs> they'll know. Yeah, I like the was... idea he's more worried that he'll know. <laughs> <laughs> just be worrying about it continuously. A, a, cri- a crisis of conscience. Just, I've got to own up to this, guys. Last night, I was, I was you know, I was making tea and thought something bad about Eagle Griffin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm telling you now. <laughs> Straight to Jim. Uh, Jamie, did you did you get the sandpit did you did you get the sandpit sorted out at the back? I got the sandpit um working, but I had to tread very just carefully. Just in time. Yeah I know, just in time. Oh guys that's the doorbell. I'll go and let the oh. the other other folks in. Thanks, thanks, carry thanks, on. Carry on. thanks, thanks. Oh uh, here's some drinks for you guys. Uh, I hope you don't mind. Oh uh, thank you very much. Best that we've got with uh, with your money. Yeah. Um, well, we can have head back out to the garden. We, we've we've patched over the hole from the last archaeology episode, so every, everything will be fine. Oh, I'm excellent. sure no one will fall into that drunk tonight. Uh, no, it'll be fine. Uh, it'll be fine. It'll um, be fine. But health I, and safety is foremost in our minds always at Brainwaves HQ. I've got I've got a question about uh, I've got a question about the sandpit. Um, I had a look at it as we're coming in. Kind of wormy. Kind of yeah, wormy. This, is, this this was my problem. It was a little bit. I'll say infested with sandworms, but they're making something that, you know, has quite quite a spicy aroma, and you know, I think it'll, it'll provide <laughs> oh, a lot man. of money for the for the brainwaves um, <laughs> crew eventually. Um, and this is co- just coming on hot on the heels. Funny you mentioned that. It's coming hot on the heels of the news that Dune, the almost holy grail of board games in some people's eyes, um, is getting a reprint from Gale Force Nine. Now Dune. Yeah, was- I. I- I have held a copy of the original Dune in my hands in the not too distant past. Like one of my wow. friends had a copy, sort of squirreled away. Uh, an old boyfriend ha- had given her. I'm, I told her to sell it for vast amounts of money. I'm jealous to <laughs> max. Um, yeah, it was originally published in 1979 and then re- last reprinted in 1984 to coincide with 
David Lynch's uh, film, which I have to say, I love that film because it's so bad. Um, I love that film because it's so amazing, Jamie. Yeah, I absolutely so amazing. Um, Jamie, that's that's just that's just a a wrong opinion. I hate to tell you. Well, that's that's fine. (laughs) This this is why Brainwaves is open for opinions for we're agreed to disagree. Um, But safe to say, I I won't agree. You you can't agree with exact. You can't disagree with exact producers. That's just you're gonna get fired, man. Okay, (laughs) moving on. Moving on very swiftly. Um, Dune in its original format uh, went out of print after 1984. And then it was, but it was reprinted by Fantasy Flight Games with the Fantasy Flight Games Twilight Imperium uh, intellectual property as Rex: The Final Days of an Empire. But yeah, this new game, played, but it's apparently very good. This sorry, this new reprint <coughs> coming out from Gale Force Nine is going to have the original designers Peter Alotka and Bill Eberle, Eberle, on board. Um, it's exciting news. It's apparently going to be coming out in the summer, uh, according to John Paul Brissigotti of Gale Force Nine. Probably sometime around August. Um, it's also probably going to be one of the first of many tie-in games we're going to be seeing very soon, because as we know, Denis Villeneuve has the uh, what's the word? Denis Villeneuve is helming a remake of Dune, which is coming out in the next couple of years, and Modifius publishers of such games as Conan, Star Trek Adventures, and Mutant Chronicles, Ooh. Ian, be careful here, uh, has announced they're going to be releasing several tie-in products, including a Dune RPG. Yeah, there was a Dune RPG many months ago, but I don't think it'll be the same thing. I would imagine no, it'll be 2D20 so. based, much like Modifius's other, other stuff. Um, if anyone doesn't know, uh, Dune, I don't know if uh, some of you guys know about Dune, it's based on Frank Herbert's eponymous series of novels. Um, described as a space civilization power struggle game where different factions are fighting over the planet Arrakis or Dune and it's very very diplomacy heavy it's one of the games where it takes about three or four hours to play normally I'm I, sorry guys I'm really excited about this because because I oh, love guys, Dune guys and... can you just come back in I've been looking for oh, been looking ages for you there's loads of people in the party now loads of people and like Oops. with a host sorry get, be get in the house get it Cool. Um, yeah, it was it was Gaz from the smart party at the door. He just wants to say, "Hi guys, there ain't no party like a board game party, except of course maybe the smart party." I'm Gaz from the What Would the Smart Party Do roleplaying podcast. When I'm not recording my own show, I of course tune in to the Brainwaves podcast to get the latest hot gossip on what's going down. And you guys are doing a great job, so keep up the good work. And one day we'll be able to remove the blight. That is Monopoly from the gaming landscape. Oh, thanks very much for that, guys. Appreciate it. And um, you're coming up in your one of your anniversaries as well. So congratulations on putting together a great RPG cast. We I listened to it myself. It's fantastic. So guys, um, I just got reading about this thing. Um, cool Mini or not, and Asmodee are now in this exclusive agreement, where Asmodee are going to exclusively be distributing Cool Mini or Not's games across North America. Um, this was announced at like Gamma a couple of weeks back. I think it was last week. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think this is going to change the way any of the two companies operate. Really, you know, Cormini on it are still going to be designing the games they design. Anyone got strong opinions on their games? I know we've been quite vocal about it here at here at Brainways, Really, you know my opinions. I think <laughs> <laughs> I've played I've played a couple of Cormini or not games, but not the massive. Um miniatures-based ones. I didn't realise that Railroad Inc. is in fact published by Cool Mini or not. So I was Yeah, but not, de- kind of not designed by the, their no, self-distributing. Not, not designed, but still distributed, and that was kind of interesting. But yeah, it's a, as, as I've said before, 
It's a fine game. Do you guys see much play of our kind of games in the cafe at all? We don't. Um, we don't see much that play of that. What we do see um, in the cafe is having to deal with Asmodee. Um, the worst which, company on the planet. Like, I mean, oh, they're not. Oh, bold claim. There's worse <laughs> companies. There's worse companies that we would definitely lose trade deals uh, with. We're in a name, sticky but. situation here because obviously you don't necessarily represent the views of Brainwaves, but you are our executive producers yeah. and part funders of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So is what you're saying representing the views of Brainwaves? <laughs> 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 um, okay, well, well, here's let me let me uh, sort of try and crystallise our thoughts on Asmodee, right? With the one example, I always give everyone a bit of company, right? Um, they're kind of like you, they're, they're monopolising, if you'll excuse this, a board game, uh, right? It's but, very uh, apt. Excuse puns here, we welcome. Them. Yeah, it's very um, apt, and we're eternally grateful. We're, we're we're monopoly positive on this podcast. Oh, Ian, it, it really it warms my heart to hear you finally admit it. Um, I I don't like it. We are. <laughs> <laughs> But back um, to Asmodee. Yeah, back to Asmodee. Uh, so the way the way uh, we and all other retailers uh, interact with them is through what is known mythically as the spreadsheet, right? Uh, and it's everything they sell, which is 5,400-odd uh, items, right, in one spreadsheet. And when you want to order those things, right, they're not, they're not in any order, by the way. They're not by manufacturer or by name or by price or by anything, right? They're just I, in there. I have seen this spreadsheet. Yeah, wow. right. Yeah, it's it is something, isn't it? Yeah, and isn't it kind of like you just put the quantity of what you want, and you save it in that spreadsheet or something like that? And, and you send the spreadsheet back. So then you send that on. Imagine you went to like a like imagine you went into IKEA, right? Uh, and you were trying to buy like a table and chairs, right? They said, "Here you go. Here's a catalogue of everything we have. Here's here's something the depth of forty five phone books. Go through it, tick off the table and chairs." And then just give us back the whole thing. By the way, ninety percent of our storage space is these books. That's um, that is a maniac's way to to run a distribution service. Mm. Wow. The thing is, because everyone who works there is lovely. Like everyone who we've, all our representatives and stuff are really, really, really nice. And like on the phone and stuff, they're all so lovely to work with. But yeah. Like Robert's saying, like obviously they are a monopoly. So every single time a new game comes out, you go, "Oh, brilliant! This new game's out. Right? How do we get it? Oh, is it on the spreadsheet? Yeah. <laughs> Where is it? Yeah, um, yeah. It's a, it's wow. it's not. It, it doesn't lend itself to like browsing, um, and it's it's just annoying no. to to use. I mean, all all other retailers that we. So when I say they've got a monopoly because they don't have some things we need to order from Europe or we need to order from America, and yeah, everyone else is using. Um, I don't know how Asmodee works in America. Maybe they've got like a website, but everyone else is using modern distribution techniques, and now we are still stuck with the spreadsheet. Yeah, if you just want to mix and mingle with people, I'm going to go let more people in. Um, say sure. hi to some other people. Um, have a good time, guys. I'll good. catch you up in a minute. Yeah, catch us around. Yeah. Everyone enjoy the party. Well, so, uh, guys, what I thought I'd show you is we've just recently set up a little cinema room in uh, the Brainwaves HQ. And that's that's where some of your money is going because, you know, the, the staff need to relax a little bit. And uh, we yeah, need yeah, to yeah, like, occasional yeah, sort of documentaries cool. to make sure they're well informed about all the board game news. Um, and uh, we also uh, uh, have a extensive library of Die Hard films um, we've got the first Die Hard film and the and the second Die Hard film and Die Hard with a Vengeance which was originally a Lethal Weapon film and all the other Die Hard films as well Sid, you um, were talking uh, to me about Die Hard I was, yeah have, have you heard that uh, there's a Die Hard game coming out a board game coming out uh, what, what really? Die, Die Hard, Hard in fact so, would, you, would you believe 
There's a Die Hard board game coming out. Yeah, it's called Die Hard uh, the Nakatomi Heist board game. Uh, and it's just, I mean, essentially you just you just play through the film of Die Hard, but there's less swears in it, so kids can play it. Disappointing. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, I there, so. there, there, be- there better be a Yippie Kaye Melon Farmers card in there, otherwise no. there will be intense disappointment. Well, what 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 are we assuming? Is it is it one v many? Is it you know competitive? Com- it has to be. Yeah, I think I, I don't think there's a huge amount being said about it yet. I think I think they're saying like one versus many, playing through chap playing through like chapters of the board game, sixty to ninety minutes. Who, but who's not a huge amount of detail yet? Who's publishing it? Uh, USAopoly, I think, uh, and they're uh, they're partnered with with Fox to release it, which I I was surprised about. I didn't know Fox owned Die Hard. I've got see you go back to talking about it being one v many, right? Here's a question for you. Um, so if it's one v many, right? You either win by completing the film Die Hard yes. right? or the many win by stopping the film Die Hard from happening right? Uh, no I assume it is the film Die Hard happens no matter what it's just the resolution whether or not yeah. Hans Gruber and Terrace get, get away with all their, their ill-gotten gains or John McClane can spo- you kill spoiler John McClane spoiler alert yeah. I assume yeah spoiler alert throws Hans Gruber out a window um, I mean, to be fair, it's been a while. I think that's an okay spoiler. Yeah, that's, that's fine. And also, it, it is the front cover of the game box. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that is also very true. Stylized. Stylized, but yeah. It's a pretty game. Yeah, the, the, well, front, the front cover's quite cool. Front, keep an um, eye on that one, I think. Cool. Cool. I'm, I'm just going to jump out for two... I'm going to jump out for two seconds, guys. Okay. I'll. Uh, you, you guys keep chatting. It's absolutely fine. Um, so, listen, I've been meeting to ask you something, Ian. Um, yeah. You, you used to talk about this game all the time, Root, right? Um, like it's, yeah, it's, it's a good. Cu- it's a cute game, right? Um, mm-hmm. do, we've not got it for the cafe, right? Is it? Did is it cafe did, or did, did did someone say root? I, I oh, heard root. I, my, uh, my my, my I'm, root I'm sense. I'm afraid you've summoned Jamie. Oh. My, my, root, my root sense is tingling. <laughs> did, did someone say root? Hello, hello, Rob. Did you say root? Yeah. Yes. Hi. Look, yeah. I'll, 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 you can ask Jamie. He'll he'll be able to tell you. I, I need to go mingle a wee bit. Jamie, I need to know about root. Yes. What do you want to know about root by Cole Werler from 2018? <laughs> Just tell me about Root. Uh, should I get Root? Personally, I rather enjoy Root. I've played it three times. Uh, twice, in fact, at your fine establishment. I brought the copy that I bought along and I played with Sam and Ian. And yes, I rather enjoyed it. Um, it's been winning accolades left and right. And recently it won an award, didn't it? Mm, that's right. I heard that it won Game of the Year award at South by Southwest, which is weird that I would hear that, but I don't know about the game now that I think about it. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's a game that you hear a lot about, but you go, I need to I need to learn about that, and you just mm. slips your mind every now and again. That's fine. Yeah, it seems to be doing very well. I think the art by Kyle Ferrin is gorgeous. It puts me in mind of uh, Redwall books, if you remember them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. See, the Redwall was great. I read them all in my childhood. Um, but also, you know, Root's going from strength to strength. We've... We? Who's we? Um, Later Games, who publishes Root, uh, put up a Kickstarter for the newest expansion. I believe we talked about it last cast. Uh, that Ah, you might have heard of it there. That's it. Ah, uh, that'll be it. That'll be it. That might be it. it. In my um, fanatical and, listening. Yes, of course. Within about five minutes or so uh, of putting the Kickstarter up uh, for the underground expansion, uh, Later Games passed their funding goal, and within five days... One million dollars. Ooh. Uh, so by the time you're hearing this, on the 1st of April, the Kickstarter will sadly have come to an end, but I'm sure they'll be taking late pledges. But um, Root is 
really is quite a game. It's, you know, very nicely asymmetric. I think it's one you need to play and work out for yourself. Hmm. I, I would I would ask for Ian's opinion, but he's he's gone away. Um, I'll go and find him and ask, <laughs> I'll go and find him and ask him about Root. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, go and get Ian. I need I need a second opinion here. Okay, okay. I, I'll go I'll go find him. Hi, thanks for inviting me. Hey, hey. Uh, where's the loo? Um, just, oh, just. It must be Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. I imagined you different. Um, okay. It's RPG corner. No, it's not. Can I? It's no. Like, touch the RPGs. No, no one can. Um, is this the giant brain party? Yep. Or is it? No, no, it, it is. Because you look like you have a small brain. <laughs> thanks. Uh, so are, are other people coming? Uh, there's loads, loads of people here. So are um, other people coming? You just said that. Oh, look, these sandwiches are the shape of a standard triangular great, board. Great, I'm just going to get some cheese puffs. I'll um, see, see you around. This is Stewie from District 31. I just want to take a moment to wish everybody at the Giant Brain a really happy birthday. And I look forward to seeing more awesome reviews and great content from you all really, really soon. Keep up the great work. Jim, uh, I was having a nice conversation. I was having a nice conversation with Stuart Garso from District 31. What, what do you want? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I just wanted your opinion on Root. And, and Sa- Sam, 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 are you over there? Are you, look, get away from the cheese puffs. Come, come over here. Sam, Sam, Sam. I want your boy's opinion on Root for, for Robert and Sadie. Oh, yeah, it's fine. It's a good game. Yeah, it's good. I'm just going to cool. get back to the uh, puffs. The cheese puffs. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. I'm going to join you at the puffs soon. <sighs> Does anyone else want to talk about Root? <laughs> so, Robert, while we're over at, at, the, at the puffs, um, mm. someone bought us a... Uh, a little present today, oh, right. which, which is quite cool, actually. Um, thought we might as well just open it now. Yeah, let's have a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you, what are you opening? Oh, cool. Um, well, the, it just keeps coming. Talisman, the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, boring. Oh, uh, wow. It looks like looks like Batman. Talisman. That rhymes. That's fun, isn't it? Um. Oh, it also says it's the Super Villains Edition. Huh. Strange. Okay. So it looks like it can be co-op or uncompetitive. And it looks like we're going to be playing like Batman villains for mm. some reason. Um, I suppose okay, I'm intrigued again. Trying to kill the Batman. I, 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 don't know, I don't know. But it just looks like USA Opoly are going hard on this. I mean, what? we So, we, yeah, we talked about the Kingdom Hearts one. Now we've got Batman one. And, hey, I'm sure we're going to be talking about another one in the next cast. Oh, easily. Um, here's, here's my question, right? So the the Batman Talisman, right? You're playing... It appears on the back of this box. You're playing through Arkham Asylum, right? So you're, the game works by going through three set of tiers. So you're, you're working your way towards Batman, I guess, right? Yeah. Is it just Talisman? Is it a paint job? Or is this, like a, is this a game? I reckon right? it will just be Talisman, to be honest. I, I, I think they're pumping this out. And they're just, just milking the whole talisman thing. I don't think any of them are going to be vastly different to each other. It's just so tedious. Like, oh, it's money though, isn't it? I mean, it's money, but it's. Ah, <laughs> oh. you know, they've got like a proper board game that they can just do the whole monopoly thing I'm, with. I mean, on the upside, maybe you can use that to get someone who likes Batman into board gaming, and then show them other things. You know, you can. Yeah, get I mean, them that's into the hobby that way. That's a good point, but I think the. The direction to go there is to make a good Batman game. Yeah, sorry, what were we saying? I was I was playing this game on my mobile, on my, on my phone. Sorry, should I be paying attention? Well, you should be at the party, Ian. What? Ian, Ian oh. we've told you before, it's very rude. You know, actually talk to people. Don't spend all your time on your mobile phone. Okay, okay, okay. I'll put it away. Because look, the game I'm playing, like Kingdom Rush, that's coming to tabletop very soon, actually. Is it? I've got, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been some preview copies around a couple of cons. There's some down at Aircon as well. It's coming from Lucky Duck Games, who the publishers of Chronicles of Crime. You know, that sort of like uh, a app-driven sort of Sherlock Holmes modern crime. Oh, oh did they crime. also put out the uh, Fruit Ninja book game and the, and the Jetpack yeah, Joyride jet- book yeah, game? Yeah, so they've, they've got, you know, they've got form and taking like uh, popular mobile games, putting them on the board game. Going to be the tower defense game, Polyhedron Collider Cast. Uh, I think they're around here somewhere. Uh, we're uh, talking about it last time on their on on their cast, and it's, it sounded quite interesting. So yeah, one to keep one to keep an eye out for. But yeah, I mean, look, I think the whole thing's just getting a wee bit much for me. Can we can we chill out a wee bit? You know, maybe uh, maybe head to the comfy zone. Yeah, head sure. Tomorrow. Yeah, mm. actually, yeah. So um, we think we'll take you through to RPG Corner. We haven't really shown anyone Ooh. this, but Ooh. also. It's just a bit away from the party, you know, so we can maybe have a few glasses of whiskey, sit down Ooh. in some nice comfy chairs. It's it's swish. Like, this is where the money's gone. Oh, I'm excited. Um, come come and have we, a look. Before we go, um, uh, please please uh, take these. Um, finest smoking jackets, I absolutely, with, oh. with, all, with, with all fine money. And one, one for you, Sadie, of course. Beautiful, thank you. Oh, I really see where the money's going. This is this yes. plush. This is now. Is this mm, is that real beaver skin? Uh, well, it's faux beaver skin. We um, we had complaints, um, but I think but, that's the best, mostly yeah, from beavers. Yes, <laughs> but now we are all suitably attired. Let us sachet. Everybody, let us pour a drink and raise your glasses for the sad news of the passing of Larry Dottilio, famously known as the writer of the Call of Cthulhu grand epic campaign Masks of Nerlathotep Larry died aged 71 of Parkinson's disease on the 17th of March this year he started off writing for Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids on Filmation and he was also a staff writer on He-Man and the Masters of the Universe as well as an executive writer on the sci-fi TV show Babylon 5 but he got into uh, Chaosium the publishers of Call of Cthulhu role-playing game uh, when they were just starting out, and he contributed to books such as Ye Book of Monsters and H.P. Lovecraft's Dreamlands. And then he decided to write his magnum opus, a 400-page manuscript that originally was Masks of Nerlathotep. The campaign was recently reissued for the 7th edition of Call of Cthulhu, a role-playing game that came out very recently, with some edits and updating and making it an even bigger, grander campaign taking some of his old notes and revising it and slimming things down to make it not quite so lethal for investigators. And the rumours are that he was planning to uh, sort out a TV series based on the Lovecraftian mythos uh, shortly before his death, but now that looks like it's not going to come to fruition. Well, you never know, Jamie, because um, RPGs certainly seem to be having their day in the sun when it comes to TV series. I don't know if you guys are all familiar with Critical Role, who have brought the D&D to thousands and thousands of people through their web series, but they now have a Kickstarter up for um, oh, what's it called? Uh, the Legend of Vox Machina anima- animated series, and it has recently just broken six million pounds. Uh, so they are really, really, really gunning up for this kind of uh, for their Kickstarters. Their last Kickstarter was Steamforge Games, took in a huge amount as well. Uh, it just shows the popularity of this franchise. The upper pledge level was about eighteen thousand pounds, limited eighteen thousand pound pledge. Yeah, and you, yeah, you get to be like be in the show and like have dinners with the cast and all sorts. But those are all gone. 
Um, and again, it's, uh, it has raised the spectre a little bit in the industry about whether companies of this size need Kickstarter, but getting the money to put together a TV series is a very different proposition from getting the money together to put a board game together and yeah getting funding for that kind of thing is really hard and yeah wish them all up and hopefully if this kind of thing starts to happen maybe we will see a mythos tv series somewhere down the line as call cthulhu picks up in popularity hmm. again well well we can only hope but see you get a bit of dungeons and dragons in the cafe don't you guys we do we get a lot of it um and specifically we get a lot of new people who are coming into the hobby because of critical role and because of adventure time um, Adventure so, time as well. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, it's it's fifty fifty actually. Um, I don't know if it's a local thing. I don't know if it's because I don't know if it's Glasgow, but um, yeah, we get fifty fifty. Oh yeah, I listen to Critical Role and I'm interested in this game now, and oh, I listen to Adventure Time. Um, Adventure Zone. Adventure Zone. Oh, go again. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. That that, uh, that makes more sense. Uh, I was like Adventure yeah, Time and D and D. Although Adventure Time is based on D and D. Yeah, that's true. I've never listened to I've never listened to either, but it still blows me away that people would listen to other people play D and D. Just every time i hear about it it blows my mind like i, I quite enjoy some actual play uh, some actual play stuff i'll plug um penance uh, some yeah. other glasgow some yes. other glasgow uh, people that come into the cafe they're lovely uh, but uh, penance rpg but um i enjoy some actual play stuff but see critical role it's not really actual play it's just you know they're all like real actors it's all <laughs> excuse I mean? me it's they're all real actors is that a slight against yeah, yeah. non-actors no it absolutely <laughs> It absolutely isn't. It's, it's exactly the opposite, in fact, right? See, if I want to listen to actual play, I want to listen to someone going, uh, I don't want to listen to someone that's, you know... I don't. A trained voice actor, basically. <laughs> right, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, it's no, just a television programme. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's, it's bringing people into the hobby, as I say. Um, it's Yeah, it's, it's a great thing. Yeah, well, there are more D&D movies on the horizon, we believe. Uh, rumours are bounding that, that Paramount Studios have are going to be doing a 2021 release for their next D&D film. Now, Dungeons & Dragons does not exactly have a happy history with films. Their original movie was in 2000, and to call it a commercial flop would be something of an understatement, building $33 million against a budget of 45. I love um, it. I love the film. It's bad, but I love it. And for oh, two okay. words... Jeremy Irons. Yeah. <laughs> he he does on he one, does Jamie. wander on screen and just sort of swallow bits of scenery the, whole. The the wonderful Ah. <laughs> uh, also, people forget that Richard O'Brien, him of the Crystal Maze and Rocky Horror uh, fame, is also in it, as is Tom Baker. It's just, it's mad. It's just a, a recipe oh. for an Oscar-winning smash, isn't it? <laughs> I was, was going to say, all men of, of intense film film and TV integrity there. Yeah, it's just, D&D is just getting increasingly into the mainstream, and it's, it seems like the next logical step. We're bound to see more pickup of the yeah. D&D games off that. I definitely think it's interesting to see how it's, it's going to be super interesting to see how it does perform and how it does pick up. Obviously, D&D becoming more popular in kind of other parts of pop culture so obviously mm. things like Stranger Things boosting the reputation of it is it one of those retro things that's kind of oh it's cool because it's cool at the moment or actually you know is it like the World of Warcraft m- movie which didn't really do anything you know yeah oh, have you seen the World of Warcraft movie I think the Warcraft film came out um, not the when Warcraft itself was was going down in popularity but the initial wave had oh yeah no somewhat. definitely it was not a big thing when the film came out yeah like like robert says critical role's been bringing people for D into in, into the cafe and that audience is bound yeah. to like 
well, some of that audience is bound to go and see a film about it. Yeah, as well, and if fifty-eight thousand people are willing to give six million pounds to a company to make a third-party D and D-based animated TV show, then surely yeah. enough people are willing to actually give money to a legitimate thing. Yeah, yeah, that's bound to make Paramount go. Oh, we would like a large piece of that pie. Thank you, you very much. Do you think they're going to go down? Because um, there's two set of roads I can see a D&D movie going down, right? Which is what you're talking about, Sam. It's just going to be called Dungeons and Dragons, right? And I think if they did that, what they would do was they would make like a Marvel superheroes, but it's fantasy, right? Mm, yeah. Or do you see them going down Lord of the Rings is inexplicably still making money? Why don't we just do that? I can I can see them going for more an MCU kind of thing, maybe. Perhaps. I can imagine yeah. it possibly being like a more sort of like Jumanji Zathura type idea. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the actual game. game kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, because, yeah, and especially with the new Jumanji stuff being yeah, exactly. a huge it's like hit, popular at the minute. Then why not actually have a group of kids? Like, at the beginning, it's just a group of kids playing D&D and then it just goes into the film. Or what about they just something rock. like that? What about they just nick the idea, or not nick the idea, but they um, copy the idea of the Dungeons and Dragons Saturday morning cartoon, where children go on a Dungeons and Dragons themed fairground ride and then they're suddenly in a Dungeons and Dragons world. That being said, if we're going to talk about this, a Dungeons and Dragons film is being made. What's the setting they're going to use? Are they going to do their own ones? Well, go, it's just going to be high fantasy. No, no, no. Well, but, it's, it's, no, begun, no but, it's begun casting. That doesn't necessarily mean it'll actually get made. Yeah, exactly. Let's see. Like, like Wizards, it's begun casting. No I don't guarantee think, it's but, going to be cast. But also you've got to think about, like, when you talk about setting and pleasing fans and stuff, they frankly don't care about that. It's like people, when the World of Warcraft movie came out, they were like, oh, there's so many more interesting stories to do than Orcs versus Humans. But it's just like, yeah, but the general public don't care about that. No, no, I know. Yeah. Like, so that's what they're just going to show people. So they're just going to show people Forgotten Realms and high fantasy classic D&D stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh, that's, oh my god, the alarm's going off. The, Jamie, it's the breaking news alarm. Oh, I, th- I, think, I, I think, I think, I think, I think, hold on. I'll go and calm everyone down in the party, I'll just let them know. Okay, I'll be, I'll I'll go, be back. I'll go, and try, sure. I'll go and turn the alarm off. I don't know okay, what you said. I'm panicking. I'm, I'm freaking out. Nobody's There's, gonna uh, panic. Oh calm wait, wait. Down, I, calm down. Oh yeah, I, I, th- I think I hear some news coming through the tubes of the Brainwaves HQ. Oh yes, yeah, so uh, this is breaking news. Uh, apparently, um, so uh, the Chinese government has destroyed all the copies of an RPG supplement. So yeah, this happened just after the printing completion of a Call of Cthulhu RPG supplement called the Sassoon Files, which is going to be set in 1920s Shanghai, and uh, the it was a Kickstarter last year, all ready to go, all ready to be sent off, and then the folks involved got contacted by the printer, who said the Chinese government have decided that your book contains stuff we disagree with and we don't want to out there, and burnt all their stock. And there's they've they've had their deposit returned thankfully, so they haven't actually lost out any money. But obviously, it's a massive delay to the, their Kickstarter, a massive delay to their fans. But yeah, just an incredible thing to have happened to an RPG company. I haven't heard of like there must have been other RPGs that went out that have been put out by Chinese printers that have stuff that the what, Chinese state would call would consider questionable content. See for see for publicity for a horror game supplement yeah, burned <laughs> by the Chinese better. Communist Party. I mean that is, I mean they've done them a favor there, haven't they? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean. Yeah, we can just, just slap that on the front cover. This book banned and burnt in China. Just I mean, absolutely incredible. But, but if you think, but if you think about it, that the book was published in China. People had 
the government may have had an issue with it, so they burnt it. How many companies nowadays, be it small independent companies or even the big companies, are using China as a publish, uh, not publishing, a production side of their games for pretty cheap labor and stuff? Yeah, pretty much. Now, now I understand. I understand. Yep. It's it can be considered a logical fallacy. This is a bit of, a bit of a logical fallacy, but when it comes to the Chinese government deciding what they disagree with now it's quite possible because of the setting in 1920s Shanghai that that is going to influence it but raises it, the spectre of it happening again it, yes it raises the spectre of happening again uh, and it might be of a less of an obvious choice and again as I said danger of, danger of a fallacy a logical fallacy but one to watch out for um, hey, hey everyone um, we should probably Probably just all get back to the party, to be honest. Pretty much everyone's here by now. Um, yeah, that's fair. Um, Ian, these guys just want to say hey. Happy birthday, Brainwaves. Can't believe you guys are one already. Congratulations, and you guys are doing an amazing job. Can't wait to hear what's in store for the next year for you. And by the way, is that Dior Ohm you're wearing? It smells divine. Anyway, gotta go. Bye. Just wanted to say a big congratulations to everyone at the Giant Brain and Brainwaves. Loving the show, loving the party. Balloons are amazing. I love balloons. Give me all the balloons. But a big uh, congratulations from We Are Not Wizards. And here's to another year from you guys. Unless you get bigger than us. But yeah, I think we should actually just get to playing some games. Yeah, that's... Which would be good fun. Anyone know any kind of good party games that we can just jump to? Like, we've got quite a big crowd of people, so... But we can probably split up into groups. I don't know what people want to do. Well, I got got this new game off Kickstarter called uh, Offensive Adult Party Game and sort of taking the mick out of Cars Against Humanity. I mean, is it okay it's taking the mick out of Cars Against Humanity? I don't know. I mean, there's lots of different party games out there and they're all good ways to get people into the hobby. Yeah, I, I saw this as well, and I, d- I don't know how I feel about this. Like, when we were at Lucky Sparrow Games Cafe... 1091 Pulitzer George Road. Um, we saw people playing Cards Against Humanity. You know, that actually is still obviously popular. People yeah. are playing it, and then, hey, if it gets people playing games, it gets people playing games, right? We see people come in to play Cards Against Humanity, to play uh, Exploding Kittens, and they're always very easily talked into playing a good game instead. Um, so wow. it is like a good... See- See, the thing, yes, there is this snobbery that Exploding Kittens and Cards Against Humanity are are not good games by something in the sense of the, the modern board game community. But you know what? If they get people playing, if they get people having a good time, I think that's the minimum criteria for it. It's a good board game for a lot of people. Yeah, and, 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 and you say, you know, that, oh, it gets people, like, people very quickly get talked into playing a good game. But initially, surely they've come in and that's what they've picked up. So oh, yeah. that's made them step into that room, which is the first thing, right? Um, but just getting back to what Ian saw on Kickstarter, I don't know if anyone else saw this. Did people see this? Yeah, I saw it as yes. well. So basically, um, someone's come up with their own game called Offensive Adult Party Game, which is um, it's Cards Against Humanity. Does it have the full set of questions, like normal questions? There's one question and then 17 cards with one answer. Yeah, and the question is, I like playing out offensive adult party games because I lack creativity and enjoy the illusion of being funny. Now, whilst I kind of agree with the sentiment a bit, that's going a bit far. Yeah, it's kind of like... The thing is, I think, right, because Cards Against Humanity is a mega embarrassing game 
and see when we're talking about like mechanics and stuff like I think the, the concept of the game is good like it's sound it, the problem is all the comedy in it is I've said something really offensive yeah. <laughs> do you get it um but somehow this is much more embarrassing <laughs> going yeah. oh actually I'm too highbrow to enjoy a well, game the, like that yeah. the whole point of this yeah. one as well is one you can't play the game it's not a game like the, yeah. the, this is offensive adult party game um, but also, isn't it just a bit like, shut up about it. Like, we get that a lot of people don't like it, yeah. but like, yeah. it just, oh, well, well, like, it's a well, weird well, word well, to well, use, it, but this just seems really lame. Yeah, like, it'd be like if, if, if Robert had said every time someone picked up Cars Against Humanity and they said, get out of my cafe... Yeah. That's not good. That doesn't really help grow the board. Yeah, like we, we did all. a brainstorm a couple of weeks back all about gatekeeping and, mm. you know, a, a certain demographic of the board game community essentially just not letting other people in because they see them as not get, not proper gamers or not veteran gamers, our favourite phrase. Um, no, it's your favourite phrase, Sam. <laughs> That's because Sam is a veteran gamer. He's the only one at Bravely's HQ that is actually a veteran if, gamer. If I'm a veteran player of Cards Against Humanity, do I get a free copy of Adult Party Game? <laughs> Keep wishing, you Sunshine. Send them a send them a message. I, I also I also disagree because while I believe Cards Against Humanity for me can swing between a good laugh, having a good time, and sniggering like Beavis from Butthead, um, I believe it is possible to not be offensive in it and just game it so you're playing the people that you're playing with you know what makes them laugh so don't always go for the most offensive stuff because yeah depending on the people they might not find that funny i mean i think i think the problem we would have with it um because the games the games are red hot ready right it's just so embarrassing it's it's really really funny if you're like 12 years old and you think yeah. that a boob's hilarious right that's that's fine right i want to make, make that very clear right i'm not <laughs> saying like when you're talking about like gatekeeping and all that I, we fundamentally agree um, like it's not that it's not a proper game it's, it's a really bad game right <coughs> yeah and when you say you can play it you can play it without using these sort of edgy cards that game has existed for years and it's called apples to apples I was gonna say right? yeah, well, it, it is called it's... apples to apples but <laughs> it, yeah apples to apples does exist and cards against mastery seems like the logical next step for a more adult version of it yeah. the th- thing is I saw quite a lot of sort of like reasonably sort of high profile I hate the term, but content creators, like reviewers and all sorts, like, <laughs> like ourselves, um, sort of sharing this around and sort of like mo- like laughing and going, oh, isn't this funny? It's like, do, can we not be like that? That'd be great. Like, just alienates like, people support? really though, doesn't it? Yeah, you know? just, you're just alienating people that might, like, might eventually be fans of the board games that you like and you could, yeah. you can use that, you can like bring them into the hobby. You don't have to... Board games, board games already have a snobbery problem at times. Let's not exacerbate yeah. it by going, yeah. oh, look at this. These people who play this game that can be offensive, but you know what? We're better than them. Well, yeah. you know what? By doing this, you're not. It's it's fine to have an interest in this one thing. Like, it doesn't yeah. hurt anyone. It's it's a game. Just leave it. It's a game. Um, anyway, other party games. We're looking at playing party games. Obviously, that one, that one's maybe a no, then. We won't play that. Sure. <laughs> Uh, we brought Scroll from the cafe. Have you seen this? Oh, oh we love Scroll. We're a big fan. Scroll is a Scroll is a Brainwaves firm favourite. I mean, always, admittedly, o- always it, awful. Always ends is, up in awful, awful things. I would. Agree, I, you know what? I'm going to make a, a claim. I believe that Scroll is the Cards Against Humanity to Scattergrees apples to apples. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, but much more fun. 
Oh, it is an incredible game. Um, I love it. There's, there's a sort of, there's like a, a house rule we have in the cafe, which is see how many times uh, you can get around the board before someone draws a male organ. That's fair. <laughs> and, that, and, and that very well much depends on, on the card. <laughs> but yeah, we, we all love score here. So if you've got a copy, I think and, and in we fact, should just go... Bit... Sorry, go ahead, Sam. Well, I think we should just go and set it up now, is what I was saying. Yeah, um, yeah, let's do yeah. that. Don't get got. Oh, don't get got. You, what, 50 players or something absurd? I need to look it up. But... Yeah, I think it's... 25 players I think it's it's quite a large number of players but the point is well technically it's infinite players because everyone's playing even if they don't know they're playing so the idea of don't get got is is it, um, is it just the if game you're uh, an in on it player like, oh. oh have you heard about the game no you, you just lost yeah, the game exactly it's, it's a bit it, it's that's like <laughs> that's like an element to it sort of the idea is that like a select number of people have tasks to complete and every single other person at the party is playing but they don't realize they are and the people who have tasks have to trick all the other people and when you trick someone you can say you got got and you can flip your card over to say you've done it but you only get one chance and if you fail then cool. that's an instant failure if you get caught it's, yeah yeah it's, i quite like big potato games so yeah i'm always I, I think, to yeah, I think i'm gonna pack up school and i'm i'm gonna set that up okay okay cool cool i i pack i think i played a little bit of at the the cafe opening and i think i forgot about it for most of the evening sadly we were we were playing scroll. We were talking about things. It was good fun. Most of my most of my first experience of meeting Jamie was watching him have really confusing conversations with people because he was trying to like crowbar in things to, <laughs> to do. Don't get don't get got. <laughs> I got one, and it was on Robert. So I'm very happy about that. I got got. <laughs> you got got. I say, guys. So it's it's all set up to play. If anyone wants to say any any last things, but I think we're just gonna. Crack on with the party now, really. So, um... wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, Sam. Sam, wait a minute. Yeah. We, we've got the party before the party actually like properly starts. Uh, we had started, but before we kick into the swing of it, there's something missing. I'm sure. Can't think of anything. Well, you say that actually, but um, as you know, um, besides besides uh, an executive producer, also a longtime fan of the show, uh, particularly for one element of the program. In fact, uh, do you know what that might be? Um, Ian, do you know, for instance, our our silky silky voices. Uh, no, it's actually Monopoly News. Yay! <laughs> I mean, I'm not angry, but I am very disappointed. <laughs> so uh, this I'll man little... paid your wages. You better listen. Yep, yep, yep. We're, we're listening. Okay, oh, we're okay, all fair, ears. We're all fair. ears. Yeah, earlier on we were joking about uh, joking about creative control and all this. Right, the only qualification for us uh, paying the Patreon is that Monopoly News must stay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've got a bit of Monopoly news, uh, which is in September 2018, a man proposed to a woman through the medium of Monopoly. Can you believe it? And she said no. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, right, I mean, because there's, there's details I can tell you about this, right? So he built like a fancy board and like he hid the ring and all that, right? It's, 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 it's what you'd imagine, right? But can you imagine how miserable it must be to spend time with those people? No, I think no. I, oh, we both love board games. Hard. No, she we is all super love super competitive, and her favorite game is Monopoly. Right. Imagine how how quickly in the conversation with those two do you think the conversation turns to? Did you see we were on the BBC for uh, for doing the Monopoly engagement immediately? <laughs> it's a man called Kevin Jones in New York, wasn't it? And and his 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 now fiance Kristen. The article comes from the BBC though, so you know worldwide fame. For building a monopoly board from his for his fiance. That's true. Um, That's lovely. There's, there's I, it's a very nice board, actually. He's made a nice thing. 
I think it's sweet. However, I, I feel like she must have cottoned on pretty early on. Like, how much of the game did they play after after the uh, proposal had happened? Did they go, yeah, we'll marry you? Right, okay, well, it's your shot and you've got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, look, we'd better get, go, go and get to these party games. So, look, we'd like to thank uh, you, uh, Robert and Sadie for coming along today to the party. Everyone else who's come along to the party and everyone else who's supported us and liked and shared the podcast over the last year. It really means a lot to us that there are people out there listening to us and actually tuning in every time we put out a cast it's fantastic to see especially to all our patrons um, including robert and sadie here who like give us a little bit of money to help support the cast and uh, uh, put it out every fortnight it really helps us sort of min- maintain everything and to put the website together and all that kind of thing so yeah just friends and family have supported us over the last year and yeah we'll, we'll we're into season two now of brainwaves we'll probably change things up a little bit we might have some more guest reporters on and, and guests on the show over the next year we'll be changing things up a little bit here and there but we'll still be putting out the same news podcast that you've come to know and love thanks very much for listening if you like what you've listened to then the best way to help them out is to share the podcast and drop them a review and rating on itunes uh, you can find more about brainwaves on uh, twitter at the giant brain instagram giant brain uk facebook the giant brain website giantbrain.co.uk or you can email them on giantbrainuk at gmail.com to I'm assuming ask them questions and things. And how can our fine listeners get in touch with the Lucky Sparrow Gaming Cafe? Oh uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Lucky Sparrow, uh, on Facebook at Lucky Sparrow Games or Lucky Sparrow Gaming Groups uh, or you can email us to ask any questions at luckysparrowgames at gmail.com Fantastic, thank you very much for coming along let's go and play some games. Y'all set up Sam? I'm good, and thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Forever. Yeah, thank you very much, everybody.